0: I'm Allie Patterson, and this is Dig. Dig is a podcast going in search of the wisdom, the wonder, the truth that is buried inside the Bible. God's word is layer after layer of good stuff, and you need more of that in your life. This is a podcast for people who want more of God and who are willing to put more muscle into meeting God in the middle of his word in your own life. So bring your shovel, join me, and let's dig. Dig. Okay, guys, we are on chapter nine. It is time to dig into Esther chapter nine. Today, we are talking about how God works in our life by giving us power in a battle, not necessarily taking us out of the battle. And boy, there is nothing clearer than that that is going down in chapter 9 of Esther. You know, recall if you're reading along that in chapter 8, there was a new decree that was added to the king's old one where the Jews were allowed to like assemble and fight back basically. So I thought three things were really interesting here about what's going on about, you know, how God gives power in the battle. And um, it was really fascinating to me that, you know, at first you think, how ridiculous is this? that the king just can't cancel his old law. That seems so obvious, duh. But instead, I think what we're seeing here is a principle that we see actually over and over again in the Bible about how God actually has purposes for us standing up and stepping in to all kinds of battles. I I know in my past, I'm sure you guys have these in your past, just these small kind of, well, sometimes they're big, but In this particular case, I had a a personal battle that I would fight here and there all the time. In my past, I was an avoider of difficult conversations. I, I just found I could usually kind of placate people and avoid them and you know, yada, yada, just figure out my way around them. But I went through a year, maybe a couple years back, I went through an entire year where I felt like I was in difficult conversations all the time, and it was bringing up this kind of battleground in my own life where I just didn't like them. I didn't want to face them. I didn't want to do it. And frankly, I could get out of them most of the time by just doing things a different way. And I, um, I finally realized that I'm in these battles continuously because I don't want to step into them. Like God keeps bringing them up in my life until I learn that really he wants me to get in there and get in there with him. Um, In one particular case, I remember realizing about halfway through this difficult conversation that I found myself in the middle of that I was actually growing in relationship with God because of this. Like all the way through these couple of really hard conversations that happened in my life in a short period of time, I would find myself talking to God in the middle of them, like almost crying out to him and, and just c- like confessing my own inadequacy. Like, I can't do this. I'm always either too harsh or avoiding or I, I go to the extremes. I can't figure out how to do it right. I'm, I'm awful at this, God. I don't want to be in this battle, and wouldn't you know it, that was exactly the point. Not only to face up to places where I just desperately needed him and and just really stunk at doing it on my own, but even the relationship that got created in the middle of those things for me was a really big deal because so often, um, as I learned, when I actually stepped in and had them, God would... Repair things. He would create new things. He would help me grow in confidence. He would bring something different to bear as a result of the battle itself. So, even regardless of whether God is going to ultimately deliver you or not, right? Which in this case, He is. He is going to deliver you. He is going to help you. He is going to provide a way out and a salvation for like the Jewish people. In chapter nine, God was going to save them. And they had to step into the battle. So back in Esther chapter 9, what we see is that kind of the things God's been doing all along in this book are starting to come together. It says that um, the leaders of all in, in a lot of the city areas, they were helping the Jews around Susa because Mordecai had been favored in the palace. So, you know, the whole deal that went down with Mordecai, well, now he's a big guy. So all the leaders want to make him happy. And wouldn't you know it, that benefits his people when they step into the battle the second thing I noticed was that it says that everybody was afraid of them. So there's a, a fear um, that's that's kind of taken hold. And again, it helps them when they step into the battle. And they were allowed to kind of collect themselves and defend their, their home and their families and their ground. And we kind of see the culmination of all that God has been doing behind the scenes. Um, so... The king didn't because he couldn't, by law, just wipe this thing out. He couldn't just take it all away. And I think that's so often what you and I pray for in our own lives. We just want God to make it stop, you know, like, just take me away from it. And I think spiritually, really, really often, instead of running away, what God has for us is to step straight into the battle with him because he wants us to exercise enough faith and trust in him that he is going to show us up for us whether that's changing somebody's mind or heart ahead of time whether that's a leader that's going to help step in whether that's a character that we're going to take on whether we're going to grow in strength be, as a result of it whatever the case might be whatever battle you're facing i just really think that god wants you to get in there and handle it when i was thinking about um i have this funny quote don't judge me for this, but whatever, if you do, whatever. There's um I don't I don't really know who this woman is. I just like this quote. Um there's a quote I really like and it is the women I love and admire for their strength and grace did not get that way because crap worked out. It actually doesn't say crap. It says a meaner word for crap that starts with an s, so you can work that out. The the women I love and admire for their strength and grace did not get that way because crap worked out. They got that way because crap went wrong and they handled it. They handled it a thousand different ways on a thousand different days, but they handled it. These women are my superheroes. So, yeah, I know she's talking about women and handling life and that kind of thing, but there's something in that that really, like, it... It really gets me because we do have to handle our battles. Only we don't have to handle them alone. We get to handle our battles as Christ followers with somebody who's got our back. And he's not just somebody. He's everybody. We don't go into the battles of our lives unarmed, guys. We don't. Because a decree has been made by a different kind of king than the one in the book of Esther. A decree has been made about you from a king that you get to have weapons and influence in the heavenly realms because he is giving you power to handle your battles so ephesians 6 i really want you to go read this um ephesians 6 says this finally be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes wow There is a scheme of darkness against you and your life, just like there was in the book of Esther. There was a struggle taking place here against darkness that was trying to absolutely wipe out God's people, and there is still that same power that's trying to take you out in your life as well. But oh my goodness, oh my goodness, friends, you are not easily defeated not when you're in Christ. When you are in Christ, you get the full armor of God. If you go on to read that passage in Ephesians 6, you are going to see that you have weapons, you have strength, you have power that goes so far beyond your own. It is it's crazy to think that you would have to step in there and handle things alone. You have influence. You have power. You have the might of a king behind you for every battle that he's asking you to step into. So let's stop running away, okay? In Esther 9, they were not allowed to run away. And so often, I think what we really just want to do is run away. And that is not what God has for you. He says, I'm the king, and you get to fight with my power. And P.S., there's a victory waiting for you on the other side. So get in there. So... That's my encouragement to you for the day. Um, I got a little fired up there. I really did. I, I feel this deeply, friends. I think that we spend too much of our lives afraid, too much of our lives avoiding, too much of our lives begging God to take things away when what he wants you to do is step into the battle and discover the power and the might and the weapons that are at your disposal when you are in Christ. So, whew! I feel like I yelled at you a little bit. Am I yelling at you? I feel like I keep yelling at you just a little bit here and there, but you can handle it. So, Your dig deeper challenge for the chapter today is to, um, do something kind of funny. It's just going to make you smile. It's a fun one today. It's your last one because I won't give you one on the last chapter, which is chapter 10 tomorrow. So your last one is to, um, go Google some images of modern day Purim. Um, Purim is still celebrated, of course, as, um, we are, we are reading in chapter nine here that, um, there's a celebration of what went down. We're going to talk a little bit about more, more of that in chapter 10, but, um, I want you to go Google the images of this celebration of Purim and smile. It is a riot. It is a total riot. It is a cross between Halloween and Mardi Gras. There's still gifts that are delivered and there's happiness and joy everywhere. You're going to get a kick out of it. So just do yourself a favor and go Google some images of um, of modern day Purim celebrations and um, and smile today. It's a good one. So listen, I'm going to see you tomorrow for chapter 10, our last and final day of Esther. Let's dig you <music>